Uh, one of my projects, we had to, uh, we, um, they simulated a Madden game, and we commentated it play by play. That's actually pretty cool. That's pretty sick. I know, I, it was a whole, dude, it was I wish like, we could do some one... things like that. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of Boom or Bust, the draft show. Max Chowick alongside Nick Miriam and Donnie Clemens. Another scouting report for you guys. Scouting report season is officially here. We did Drake London. We're going to do another guy in the Pac-12, probably the best Pac-12 prospect and maybe the best freaking prospect in the entire draft. Kayvon Thibodeau, the Oregon edge defender, opted out of the Alamo Bowl and declared for the draft. So he is done playing college football. He's officially heading to the NFL. We're going to break down his strengths. We're going to break down his weaknesses. A player comp, which all three of us are like, wow, uh, I'm probably going to get played for this. So this is going to be a fun player comp one. Uh, ranking on our big board, team fit, so much more. Before we start the video, please like and subscribe to the channel. Of course, we start to follow our Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Boom or Bust Draft. Of course, we're on YouTube. Also, everywhere you get your podcast to Apple, Spotify, wherever. Rate us five stars. Ask us a question. Maybe we'll do another mailbag episode soon. We love doing those. Um, so ask us a question, rate us five stars there if you can. And of course, check out the merch store. I'm rocking the Boomer Bust hoodie right now. We have many colors of this and other stuff too. Make sure you go to the merch store and get some stuff. Yeah, we're going to send Donnie some stuff soon, but you make sure you go to the merch store and get some stuff. All right, Kayvon Thibodeau, the official background on Mr. Thibodeau. He is a junior, six foot five, 258 pounds, former five-star recruit, number two overall and the number two edge in the class of 2019 coming out of California, only behind Nolan Smith, the Georgia edge defender, who might be like a day two, day three pick in this draft as well. And in 10 games this year, he had seven sacks, 12 tackles for loss, and two forced fumbles. And in his career, he had 19 sacks, 35 and a half tackles for loss, and three forced fumbles. So Nick, we'll start with you. When you watch Thibodeau, what do you like the most? Well, it's a traits thing, and uh, this is this is becoming more and more of a defensive player, valuable defensive player thing at safety, corner, edge. It's just you find guys with these athletic traits, and he clearly has the speed, the power, and now the build um, that we look for in a, in a top pick as an edge rusher. I think that was an issue I kind of had uh, last time we did this video earlier in the year where I was like, oh, he's only 250 pounds. He's added some weight. He added about eight pounds this year. Uh, he's a little bit bigger, and I think you see that in his build. It's intimidating. He looks like a guy who could play standing up, who could play down. Uh, who, could, who could win in multiple ways as a pass rusher. Uh, the flashes are brilliant when he's attacking upfield. He's a guy that just gets after it in space. He's good. He's got a high motor. Um, and he's the type of edge player that can do more than just pass rush. He can, you know, chase down uh, runner, running backs the other side of the, on the other side of the field if he's, you know, coming from the backside of an unblocked, you know, zone play. He is that athletic and that upside and the production that you see in college uh, generally uh, gives you the ability to develop someone into a very dominant edge rusher at the next level. Um, and I just, because of that, um, the size and the speed and the power, it's it's enough to make him a top pick with that production. Yeah, I'm just going to kind of echo what everything Nick said. I mean, just freaky athlete. I mean, this guy's my this guy's not going to be maybe the best just athlete. If we're talking athletic traits, he might have the best athletic traits in this in this draft. Amazing get off. I mean, when I watched this guy just explode into the backfield, I just like, wow, that just gives me like Miles Garrett vibes back when he was at A&M. Um, 
I mean, that's pretty much it. I mean, just athletic traits, amazing get off. And when you're that athletic, you should be a good run defender, which he is. Like, you kind of mm-hmm. have to be when you're that good of an, like, when you're that freak of an athlete. Um, best get, get off in the class, the hand stuff may not be there yet, but with the ceiling that he has, like that Miles Garrett, possibly Chase Young, if he potentially does hit it, like those kind of guys, when you have the chance to get that type of guy he's still worth the top three pick he may not have had like insane like Aiden Hutchinson or like Chase Young production but with those athletic traits you cannot sit here and tell me that he's not worth at least a top three pick yeah absolutely I'm 1000% on board with both of you there like you guys mentioned he's a freak show he's the explosiveness that he possesses at 260 pounds is absolutely ridiculous Don you mentioned that that get off man that first step is elite like there are a number of reps on his tape where he is getting towards the tackle and putting his hands on the tackle, basically like right after the tackle makes his first step. Like before the quarterback even gets the ball in shotgun, his first step is absolutely ridiculous. He converts speed to power, I think, really well. This is not just a speedy edge rusher. This guy can run you over. And we saw a number of reps this year where he's just running over offensive tackle. So he can either run through you or he can run past you. So as an offensive attack, you don't really know what's coming next because this guy is so strong and so fast and so explosive. And what I really like, and this is running into this in the weaknesses probably too, he hasn't even really been developed yet. Like his pass rushing toolbox hasn't really been developed, but he still was really, really good this year. Like he was, I think, way better than any of his other years this year. And he's basically winning purely off of being more athletic than every offensive line that he's going against. So when you're that good and you're just basically winning off your athleticism and how fast and powerful you are, that can say a lot. Because once you get a good defensive line coach that can maybe teach you a few moves, he could be unblockable. Um, And he's fast enough. Nick, you mentioned this too. you got to block him on every single run play. There are a number of run plays where if you want to avoid a defender, you run the other side and say, okay, we won't worry about blocking him because he's not going to chase the running back down. He's chasing running backs down, man. And he's getting in the backfield and tracking down running backs with that speed. And we've seen it in a few games um, in his career. He takes over some games. Now, there are some games we'll get into the weaknesses where maybe he doesn't do that. But in the Pac-12 championship game last year against Elijah Vera Tucker in USC, unblockable. I mean, he basically single-handedly won that game for Oregon. Uh, Cal this year, he had like, I think like a 50% pressure rate was what Pro Football Focus tweeted out, which is ridiculous. When you're getting a pressure on half of your pass rushes, like that is absolutely absurd. So, yeah, it's a freaky, freaky tools with Kayvon Thibodeau. Donnie, what do you not like, though, when you watch Kayvon Thibodeau? So you kind of mentioned it earlier, but his password's toolbox isn't necessarily there. And um, I don't I don't want to make Nick pissed off when I say this, but I think we kind of may have done the same thing with Chase Young, where he may have that potential, kind of like Clowney as well, where he might go into the league and he's not the best. He's not the best player right away, but the ceiling is what makes him there. Is what makes him a lot like to be a top three pick. So the mm-hmm. tool, the tool, the toolbox for pass rush moves isn't really the best. Kind of gives me clowny vibes back in uh, 2014 with South Carolina, as well as also. Hold on, let me pull my notes real quick. I can't believe I have to look up notes for this. Uh, he kind of. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a long day with college, uh, but no. Um, he also does struggle at times with open field tackling. Um, mm-hmm. It's not something insanely that I've noticed, but it's noticeable back in 2020. He's improved it a little bit in 2021, but in 2020 it was super noticeable. But, I mean, like I said, the toolbox needs to be worked on, and even though he does have that Miles Garrett 
ceiling. There is that potential where he could be clowny or like Chase Young is this year, where he's not a bad edge rusher, but he's nowhere near what he could be. So it's kind of high risk, high reward with this guy. Mm-hmm. All right, here's the juicy part of the video. Okay, um, I completely agree with what Donnie said about Chase Young comparing to Kayvon Thibodeau, <laughs> except for here's the thing about Kayvon, because we can comparing him to Miles Garrett and Chase Young. I don't think Kayvon has the physical traits and speed and size of those two guys. I think he's a tier below them. So if we're trying to equiv- you know, equivocate him with those two, well, mm-hmm. you're already starting off at a base level that's lesser, and I think he's as raw as Chase Young was coming out, if not more. So... You know, I you know this guy is going to be a top pick in this draft, but it's a weak draft, and that's why he's going to be a top pick in this draft. I don't really think his ceiling is as high as some of these guys we've seen come out in the past, like Garrett and Bosa. And I still believe that after going back and watching tape this year, it's the same thing that we said earlier this year. Um, and I think there are a couple other red flags too. He played the Pac-12; it's not the best conference. His best mm-hmm. tape is against Elijah Vera Tucker at tackle. And as much as PJ likes to say, "Oh, Elijah Vera Tucker's good in the NFL," I was right about it. Well, guess what? I was writing that Elijah Vera Tucker is a guard. He's not a yeah. tackle. He's yep. been playing tackle in the first place. So, like, there are all these things, I think, against Kayvon that we're kind of ignoring. I think he's a very, very good mm-hmm. player, and the ceiling is there. But it's almost more Rashawn Gary to me than Chase Young at this point in the draft. Um, and that doesn't mean he's not a high pick because, again, I don't think this is a very good draft. I think last year, you know, I, you know he'd be lucky maybe even to sneak into the top ten. Um, and we'll talk about this later. But – it's just there are times when you see the power and issue. He needs to be attacking upfield when it's first and ten, and they run the ball at him. If he's flat-footed, he has trouble, you know, getting power, generating power on offensive linemen. When it's third and one, and he's just shooting upfield because you have to, he does a very good job of doing that. But when he's flat-footed and a tackle can get inside of him, he has a lot of trouble getting off blocks. And it's a size thing to me, I think. And I think maybe he needs to learn a little bit how to lay leverage more. I don't think he plays the low, as low as possible, which has been a problem more and more with young uh, football players nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, there are there are just there are just a bunch of little things. Like I, you know, we'll see. It depends on where he ends up. He needs to be in a scheme that is teaching edge players to be attacking upfield at all times. We don't want him sitting there waiting to see what's coming to him. We need him getting upfield. Yeah, which Oregon didn't do. They put him in coverage on way too many snaps. Like it is absolutely <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. They did, they did a terrible was. job of it. Yeah, they, they yeah, him yeah. and, I'll, and I'll Justin Herbert, man. Oh my God. Like, oh come on, man. Uh, so we're, we'll see. Yeah, watch, watch me get Justin Herbert for saying all this stuff, but then yeah. he ends up playing for teams. Yeah, right. yeah. And then what? Yeah, Cristobal, Miami. I like Cristobal a lot, but Miami, you just got to be careful. With any star players you got there. Uh, okay, so yeah, I actually, I, I, I hate that we're agreeing so much because I think our best content's when we're not agreeing as much, but I, we're all nailing it on the head here. Donnie, I'm going to push back a little bit on the Chase Young thing because Chase Young, I do I do agree, was, was raw a little bit coming out, and I thought he would be really good because of how athletic he was. I think Chase Young hit a level that we haven't seen any edge hit. And oh, I yes, think- yes, yes. I, 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 no, no takeaways from that. Yeah, he had arguably the best edge rusher season we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, he definitely had – he was a little bit raw, not as raw as Garrett or, uh, or Kayvon. But, no, I think – like, I'm not saying he was, like, such a raw prospect where it's just, like, he was bad or something like that. But Yeah, yeah okay. I no, okay, yeah. I just want, <laughs> like, that's why we're making – like, I want to make sure the viewer knows. Like, when we're making the Chase Young comp, like, Young – hit a level that we've never seen before. I don't even think Hutchinson hit that level this year. And I think Hutchinson might deserve the Heisman. Like Chase Young, if not for Joe Burrow having one of the greatest quarterback seasons ever, Chase Young for me was the runaway favorite for that Heisman trophy that year. Um, And you could even make the argument he was the best player in college football that year. 
Um, so I don't Kayvon had a really good year. I would say that. But when you're talking about like the upper tier of like these amazing years, I don't think he came close to what Chase Young did or even Aiden Hutchinson, which we'll get into a little bit. Uh, but part of his strength, I think, is also one of his weaknesses. And you guys mentioned it. He's still such a raw player. Now, I do think he got a lot more consistent this year, which was good because last year there were some games where he was invisible. And then this year, there were not as many games. There were some games where they avoided him, which is not his fault. Uh, but he's still, like I said, winning almost exclusively on being more athletic than every other player on the field. It's impressive because of how good he was this year. But it's also a reason why he's been so inconsistent throughout his career. Um, and he's, I don't really think he's a very good tackler at all. Donnie, you mentioned this. He improved this year. But you see him over-pursue on tape all the time. He doesn't really square up ball carries very well. I don't think he's a very good tackler. He gets a bit jumpy, too. That first step is so elite, but sometimes he gets offsides penalties because of that. He wants to get in the backfield quickly. I think his overall feel for the game is still a work in progress. Like, this guy looks lost on a number of run plays, tries to either run through or around offensive tackles instead of using any pass rushing moves. I still think this is a guy just a freak athlete, and he's just kind of learning how to be more of a developed football player, which we'll probably get to. And Nick, you mentioned this, too. Plays in the Pac-12. Not really known for elite offensive line play. Honestly, the best tape, if you want to see Kayvon Thibodeau, is probably not available, which is practice footage against Panay Sewell, um, which was one of the best office tackles ever. So I wanted to see that, but we're not getting that. So let's go to Nick here. Bottom line, give me your player comp uh, ranking on your big board, any team fits. What do you think about Kayvon Thibodeau, bottom line? All right, so I got him as my number two edge player. I think Aiden Hutchinson's risen up above him for, I don't know about all of us, but I think for a good portion of us at least. Um, he's my number four overall player right now. We're going to have to get into a slight discussion about how that happened, but uh, he is still, and that is rising. He was lower for me at the beginning of the year, so he has risen up my draft board, and I still think he's a very solid pick wherever he goes in this draft, especially for teams that you know will be drafting high up and don't really have a position that they need. They just need everything. Um for example, the Texans, who are a team that I'm going to have as one of their team fits, if they don't, you know, look for um, one of the other positions that are available, they decide they want an edge player. Hutchinson's off the board. Yeah, fine, he'll get Kayvon. Um, I think the Jets are another team to look at. I don't know that they'll be picking high enough to get him, but they need edge players. Um, and you know, obviously, they've done a very good job with defensive line building over there. Um, Jacksonville probably will be a team looking at him. I don't know if I love the fit just because, you know. Chason's been bad, but at least they have kind of bodies to develop at that position. They might want to look in other places, but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, those are the three teams that I think are, are squarely in the running for Kayvon right now. Um, my comp, uh, I mentioned the Rashawn Gary thing earlier. Um, I'm going to end up on Brandon Graham. Um, okay. A little bit different physically. I think Graham is not nearly as good of an athlete as uh, Kayvon is, but I do think early on in his career, Kayvon is going to be like Brandon Graham and that you see a lot of these pressures without the sack production. I think that's going to happen at the NFL level because, again, I think teams are going to find ways to take advantage of the fact that he's winning with athleticism. And maybe later in his career, he becomes kind of more of the, you know, Bosa brother impact that we've seen from some of these guys. But I think early on, at least, he's going to be a type of guy that they're just going to, that, you know, coaches are going to say, just get upfield, try and get in the way, disrupt things. And he'll be a disruptor, but I don't necessarily think he's going to be a 13-sack guy coming out immediately. Who are your three uh, prospects, real quick, above Kayvon that you had? I was avoiding to say this. <laughs> <laughs> I had to bring it out, man, because I'm curious. I'm sure everyone else I is am, too. too. I am, too. 
So my number three is Kyle Hamilton, who I've decided is the best safety prospect since Sean Taylor. My number one mm-hmm. is Aiden Hutchinson, who I think is, you know, is the closest thing to a Bosa Brothers draft. And I fall in love with Matt Corral, so he's my number two. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were about to throw I was like, all right, okay, uh, Matt Corral. All right. Corral at two? Uh, you need to take here to back you up. All right, all right. Donnie, Donnie, you hit me, man. Hit me. What do you What do you think about Kayvon, bottom line? Oh, jeez. Um... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was holding that yeah, bombshell K- for a few weeks, by the way. That, that, that has been in the that's been in the bag. Uh, on Thibodeau is a very good football player. If you want to watch him, uh, go watch his game against USC against Elijah Vera Tucker. Yes, Elijah Vera Tucker is not a very good tackle. Which one of you guys was the one that said he wouldn't be a good tackle? Because I also said that. Well, I, yeah. we were kind of. You know, yeah, I don't we're, really know I was what like our he can play. I think he was like PJ was really player. the only. I one thought. Like... I thought he. I thought if they ever put him at tackle, I just think it's a mistake. Like I just hmm. thought it's a huge mistake. Like I just couldn't get that game out of my head. But anyway, Kevin Tibbet does a very good player. He's not the best edge in the class. I think Gain Hutchinson's. Um, I think he possibly is better right away. And honestly, I think there's a legit argument for him having a higher ceiling. I know that sounds crazy, mm-hmm. but his ceiling and the way that Nick Bosa has been playing, which spoiler could be my comp for the future. The way Nick Bosa has been playing this year has been unbelievable, and I think that's what Aiden Hutchinson could be. So I think Aiden Hutchinson's a bit better. Uh, he's my third overall player on my on my big board behind Hutchinson and Kyle Hamilton, who I do agree Nick is the best safety prospect since <coughs> since Sean Taylor. Uh, Kyle Hamilton's amazing, but back to Thibodeau. Um, I, I mean, the pass rush tools need to be improved. He's an unbelievable athlete. His get off is absolutely un- phenomenal. I do think that he needs to go to a team that can develop him into the right way. We don't want to see it happen, possibly kind of like with a Clowney back in Houston that mm-hmm. never really developed him and instead had injury problems. And even if he never had injury problems, I don't think he would have been that great of a player because he never really developed like I thought he would. <clears throat> um, but maybe he could also turn out like with Cleveland. You know, uh, Cleveland selected Miles Garrett back in 2017, and look at him now. He's arguably the best edge rusher and maybe one of the best players in general in all of football. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what Kayvon Thibodeau could be. Uh, my comp, so we were talking about it earlier. Um, shout out to Skyler. We were talking about it earlier. Um, my comp for him is baby Miles Garrett. And okay. I know that sounds really bad because a lot of people think that's an absolute insult to Miles Garrett, which it kind of is. I mean, Nick said Rashawn Gary earlier, and I honestly like that a lot more. But <laughs> I'm just going to stick to what I man. I would have I just, just said Rashawn Gary if the guy wasn't 280 pounds. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty much. But no, um, I mean, because here's the, it's kind of like what you said earlier. Like, Kayvon Thibodeau is kind of a tier below, like, when it comes to, like, just – ceiling possibly and just athletic tools he's kind of in a tier below miles garrett and chase young but i don't think he's like in a tier with someone else i haven't really seen a player who's as raw with the same athletic traits as him i mean obviously we said he's close to chase on miles garrett but there hasn't really been a guy who's kind of around his same tier coming into the draft so i'm just gonna say he's baby miles garrett team fits um i don't want him to go to houston because i don't trust him um, I don't trust them to develop him. I'm I'm sorry, PJ. I don't trust Detroit either. Um, honestly, I do trust I do trust Jacksonville. So Jacksonville would be a good fit. But does he fall there? I'm not sure. Okay. All right. Uh, so yeah, like you guys mentioned, Thibodeau he improved this year. Was a consistently dominant player this year, but he's still developing. But that sort of upward trajectory where he was kind of a raw player his freshman and sophomore year. And now he's been more of a really, really good player 
that's very encouraging for the next level. He's going up instead of backwards in his career. Um, with his already very good tape, I'm not we're, like we keep saying raw. Like he does have really good tape. We're not just saying this guy is just completely raw player. He has yeah, very good yeah. tape, raw yeah. ability, insane athletic profile. He's a lock to be a top five pick. Like this yeah. guy is guaranteed Absolutely. to be a top five pick unless yes. something freakish happens in the pre-draft process. If not the number one pick, now. Number two on my board right now, behind Aiden Hutchinson, um, we're splitting hairs, I think. But Hutchinson's season this year was special. And I understand Hutchinson's a year older than Thibodeau, which matters for a lot of people. But Thibodeau never got close to the level that Hutch was playing at this year. And both are freak athletes, man. I mean, on Bruce Feldman's freaks list, Aiden Hutchinson was a number two player behind Evan Neal, which is ranking how freak of an athlete you are. So, Donnie, you mentioned, like, Aiden Hutchinson is a ridiculous athlete, too. I don't think a lot enough people are giving him credit for that player comparison. I kind of like this that we're going all over the place. Um, I, Donnie, you mentioned it a number of times in this video. I had Jadavion Clowney. Uh, similar body type, 6'5", 255. Clowney went number one overall because one, we saw that. Yeah, <laughs> we, we saw that Michigan hit and we saw this insane combine that he had. And we said, how can this guy bust? Now, he hasn't busted. He's a good NFL player. but He's not this superstar that we thought he'd be. And you saw flashes of dominance on tape. He's kind of had an up and down career. Thibodeau, I think, is a better pass rusher. I think Clowney's a way better run defender than Thibodeau. But the athleticism, the rawness, and the similar body type, I think Jadavion Clowney's a really good comp. I think it's kind of like the floor for Kayvon Thibodeau. And Donnie, you mentioned Miles Garrett. That's kind of like the ceiling. He could fall in between those two, which is funny. They're both teammates now on the Browns. But yeah, Clowney yeah. and Thibodeau. Um, team fit, you guys mentioned them again. It's either the Lions, Jaguars, or Texans probably, or maybe the Jets if they can get up there with either their pick or the Seattle pick. Whoever gets the top three pick should be looking at Thibodeau. Like maybe the Lions can ask Panay Sewell how good Thibodeau was since they literally faced off in practice every day. Like that would probably be your best scout that you have in the building uh, is Panay Sewell. So we'll see for that. But yeah, Kayvon Thibodeau, my number two player behind Aiden Hodgson. That's what we got. On Kayvon Thibodeau, so please like and subscribe to the channel. Be sure to follow our Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Boom or Bust Draft. We're on YouTube, anywhere you get your podcasts. Check out the merch store as well. And please, again, follow us on Twitter, at Boom or Bust Draft. So, doing a lot more scouting reports in the future, so make sure you guys subscribe to the channel as well. Nick Miriam, Donnie Clemens, Max Chadwick. Have a great night.